Well, hey everyone, this is Cameron. Um, we are continuing through 2 John. I hope you've had a chance to read through it a few times. Hope it's been encouraging to you so far. Um, today we have Jordan Johnson sharing a devotional with us from the book today. Um, Jordan and his wife Emily have been community group leaders for years and years. Uh, they have both served the church in numerous ways. Uh, just really, really great, sacrificial, awesome leaders uh, at Door of Hope Southeast and now at Northeast. And it is a privilege to get to hear from Jordan today. So I will turn it over to him now. Hey, Door of Hope. This is Jordan Johnson. My wife, Emily, and I have been part of the church for around eight years now, since the hints and annex days. And now we join you at the Northeast Church with our three-year-old daughter and one-year-old son. I'm humbled to be sharing with you today on this podcast. It's a new experience for me, but I have been following along uh, and have been super encouraged to stay connected, uh, even though I miss all of you guys so much. Um, but this has been a great way to, to plug in, and, and it's been wonderful to listen to so many voices from our church community share reflections on God's Word. So Cam asked me to focus in on Second John verses 4 through 6, which I've been reading over the past few days. And having the chance to dig into these words has really given me hope and encouragement during these times. Um, so I pray this devotion will help you as well. So I'll start by reading the scripture and then we'll just kind of walk through it verse by verse. So here it is, 2 John 4 through 6. I rejoice greatly to find some of your children walking in the truth, just as we were commanded by the Father. And now I ask you, dear lady, not as though I were writing you a new commandment, but the one we have had from the beginning, that we love one another. And this is love, that we walk according to his commandments. This is the commandment, just as you have heard from the beginning, so that you should walk in it. So there it is. As Cameron mentioned in his breakdown of verses 1 through 3, uh, the select lady and children here uh, refer to a church and congregation, which was helpful for me to kind of think through this. Um, and also, a few thematic words kind of stuck out at me in this passage when I read it and, and reread it. And those are uh, walking, command and commandment, beginning, and love. And I'll try to hone in on those as we walk through this verse by verse. But the first verse, uh, verse four, really is a, is an expression of the joy of John as an elder, um, knowing that there are children or followers of Christ in this church community who are walking in the truth is truly uplifting to him. And when I thought about this, I, I thought that uh, as a dad, I could totally resonate with this feeling and concept. Um, you know, I, there are a lot of good things I hope and pray for my children. Um, but my deepest prayer, I think, and Emily and I talk about this, is that they would learn to follow Jesus and walk in his truth. And it brings me so much joy with my three-year-old, you know, as we've been talking more and more about Jesus and God and, and uh, that she poses questions about God or about Jesus and weaves that into how she conceives of the world or says a sweet prayer before dinner time. And I also, I realize I can't control my kids in this regard. 
Um, and I'm reminded of that daily by things as small as a, uh, a tantrum about not getting to peel a banana. <laughs> but Emily and I are, uh, we do attempt to be intentional about talking to them about God, reading to them Bible stories, praying together, um, attending church, so on and so forth, in hopes that they will learn. But then what John is doing here, it's, it occurs to me, is he's reinforcing the acts of, of these Christians' faith and obedience. So there's another step beyond just introducing, but there's also a, an encouragement and a, and a positive reinforcement there. I mean, it also makes me think of our Heavenly Father and how He surely is joyous when we are walking in obedience, which is really inspiring uh, for me to think through and, and uh, fills me with hope. And um, so hopefully that's encouraging to you as well. Also, the word walk, as I mentioned earlier, is, is here as a recurring, as a kind of recurring theme. It strikes me as possibly, you know, in some circles, a churchy word, one that we may use frequently in phrases uh, with other believers or in, in sermons, uh, kind of to the effect of how is your walk or are you walking in the spirit? Um, and that sort of use we don't hear as often outside of the church community settings. Um, but I do sense the meaning from the action it implies. I work at a desk, computer screen-based job, which leads me to sit for long periods of time uh, and right now be at home all day long, um, which, if you know me, is not something I'm particularly good at. So during the day, I, I do make an effort to get up and walk. Um, and also, during COVID, our family has been tried to be intentional about finding some rhythm um, and have found real meaning in taking walks together through our neighborhood to break up the day, get out of the house a little bit. Um, And so I'm thinking about walking as a basic function. We often take it for granted, but it also requires effort and action. And clearly John is making note of the daily conduct of these fellow believers as they walk in the truth. I'm inspired to ask myself, how is my walk today during quarantine? I have found it pretty easy to lose track from time to time. Um, And and thinking through, you know, am I spending time in the word? Am I I spending time in prayer? Am I loving my family and my neighbors well? Um, So I I plan to to focus in on those questions more frequently uh, based on this text. So the next uh, verse... Verse 5 is kind of a pivot. So after the joy is expressed, he then goes into a request. He says, And now, um, dear lady, not as though I were writing a new commandment, but the one we have had from the beginning, that we love one another. So I, I think uh, a few things stick out to me about this. You know, first, he says, We love one another, which is inclusive implying that he intends the relationship between himself and that church to continue. Um, and I, I was reading in, in some of the notes of the ESV study Bible, and um, that was they were saying that this could potentially mean that there was some dissent among some readers in the church, and that certainly makes sense, I guess, as you continue reading through the letter um, where he talks about 
deceivers in truth further. Um, but what I found fascinating is he is totally in this together with them. To, uh, and in this together is a theme that we currently hear said a lot now during our current context. But it, it's powerful. I think the sense of, um, you know, John is an elder who's uh, been with Jesus from the start and had had a ministry um, following Jesus's death. And he's still in this together with this church that he's writing to, um, to love one another. And, um, and the other thing about it is that commandment is here and it emerges as a recurring theme. Um, and, and in doing so, John indicates this is central to Jesus' teaching and our call as followers. Um, and it was from it was a, a central point from the beginning, so from the beginning of Jesus' ministry. Therefore, it comes becomes clear to me that love for one another is deeply core to our calling as Christ followers. And he continues to develop this into the next verse, verse six, which uh, in which he defines love. So he says. And this is love that we walk according to his commandments. And again, we see the words command, beginning, and walk come up in this passage, um, which further uh, clarifies our understanding of the importance of love, um, as well as the, the action involved in love as obedience and working out our faith uh, with others. And there's actually a connection back to um, John 13, verses 34 through 35, which was a a connection that was called out by the notes um, in my Bible. So I'll just read that really quickly, um, especially since we just went through the Gospel of John. Um, This says, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples. This new commandment that Jesus brings deepens the original Mosaic command, which was to love God with all one's power and love one's neighbor as oneself. But now we see Jesus saying uh, that we are to love one another as I have loved you. And we know that Jesus gave his life for his followers, for us. So then the the logical conclusion is that uh, we are also to love one another and our neighbors with the same self-giving sacrificial love, which is a high calling. Um, and also we, we find that by this, we are distinguished as believers of followers of Christ. So that's obviously a super important piece for us to understand, to, to, to act on. Um, and love is so critical always, uh, but especially in times like these where we're feeling isolated, Uh, anxious, depressed. Um, There's fear, uncertainty of when things might uh, become a little bit more normal. I know in our household, we swing from, you know, really enjoying moments together that we have and to um, really wanting to get out and see family and see friends. Um, But our communities, they really need radical love right now to break through the barriers of the physical distance we're keeping so I think it, it starts most obviously in our homes, 
with our significant others, uh, parents, kids, roommates. But um, we just encourage us to focus beyond our homes too with creativity uh, to extend the reach of our love that, that God has shown us toward our community groups, toward our friends, our coworkers, our neighbors, front lines workers, people we encounter at the grocery store, and more. Grace and love are super powerful forces we've seen play out throughout um, the, the gospel of John and Jesus' life and ministry. And he commands us to interact in this way with our world. And we're promised peace will come as well. So finally, these three verses wrap together the importance of first walking in the truth and then walking in love together. So I, I hope that um, these reflections were, were meaningful to you and um, I appreciate the chance to dig into this uh, scripture and share some thoughts. Uh, may we seek God together in truth and walk with one another in love during these times. I miss you all and I look forward to when we can all worship together once again soon.